Community building really is about thinking about the needs of a community. And a community is a type of product, if you think about it. And when I think about a product, any kind of product, right? Um, the things that I think about is, you know, uh, good products are psychological, monetary, functional, and social. So psychological, it makes people feel better, right? Monetary, yes, it makes people money. Functional, it makes someone more competent, smarter, or effective. And social, it makes someone fit in better or feel like they have people have their backs. So arts DAO, we kept that at the top of our minds when forming this community. It's not just about money, right? It's also about in real life people meeting up. It's also about friends who now are you know close with each other after eight months of constant events and meetups together. I think they really changed the nature of the community, right? Into a, a, a thing that isn't just obsessed about floor prices and things like that. Hey everyone, welcome to MetaMind 3.0 podcast, the meeting of minds where we speak to industry specialists and brand experimentalists to uncover, demystify, and understand Web3 and the metaverse and answer the question, so what? Why should we as people and brands pay attention to the developments and what are the real world applications for us as individuals, businesses, and communities? I'm your host, Brandon Busetil, and this is my journey into Web3 and the metaverse. Welcome aboard. Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the MetaMind 3.0 podcast. Uh, so here's the thing, I'm not that familiar with Discord, but one of the big reasons I've actually spent more time in it recently is because Discord is where most DAOs live these days. What's a DAO? It stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. The idea is that it's a democratized community where everyone has equal say in what happens. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is because I had a, an awesome Zoom call with Anas Burton, the founder of one of the biggest DAOs in Dubai called ArtsDAO. The membership is booming in growth and it's a hive of activity. So anyone interested in breaking into the Web3 space is likely considering building a digital community in the form of a DAO. And Anas and I broke down some of the things ArtsDAO learned about building a successful DAO. Anas also mentions a couple of things you can do right after listening to this episode to start building your own DAO. Um, I've dropped obviously all the relevant links in, in the show notes, but for now, enjoy the short and sharp conversation. Yeah, I jumped onto Crypto Shakes when I first started learning about Web3 and the metaverse. So, you know, I was introduced to ArtsDAO and, and, and yourself quite early on my journey and it inspired us to you know start this podcast and uh, add additional value to people you know within the the web3 space or that once again to the web3 space so yeah it's awesome to hear your story you know i think a few things that you know i wanted wanted to touch on is from a timing perspective it sounded like everything came together you know spot on if you were doing it now what have you learned from putting a DAO together, building a community, like how would you advise, how would you advise them on going and starting their own DAO or building a community in the space at this, at this time? So the challenge with building a community is 
often the community is built only on financial related incentives, right? So if you think about potentially a controversial opinion, but let's say the Board Ape Yacht Club, people rallied around the Board Ape Yacht Club initially because of its degen kind of element, but it then has an element of being sold out in this, it, it's it, it, it sold out to like the money when it kind of, you know, um, you know, did drops just to raise additional money. You know, the, the other side D drop was very financialized. It also became, the space became changed because people were so obsessed with the floor price. So I would say to, to start your community, you, you got to start with some good foundations. And on, on our end, our foundations very much was the education kind of aspect with, you know, what we were doing, we were providing value. Of course, the events were a big part, right? People in real life are meeting and having coffees with what were also um, other very high sort of value individuals here in the space. And I think to some degree, we're lucky because we're in Dubai, where there's a concentration, especially in the NFT space, of particularly high net worth people who are speculating in the space. And we were you know, luck, well, I guess lucky to kind of bring a lot of those people together in this community, right? So people are happy and, and excited to kind of meet other people like that, right? Because if, if you're an artist and you want to launch a collection or something, you meet an investor, makes sense, right? And if you're an investor, you're looking for artists, it's wonderful, right? And if you're a developer, it's the same thing. There's that circle where people are able to not just make friendships, but also form, uh, build various different projects. I mean, if I think back, I think more than 50 to $100 million worth of NFT projects have come through the ArtsDAO community in the last, you know, eight, nine months from various people creating projects, things like that. Not all of them have been wonderful projects. I will admit there have been projects that have come through that have been, you know, rug pull, scammy looking, and that's part of the game, right? The, the It's a Western kind of vibe with you know it's wild west sort of period for for the nft space so you know things are mature and what i'd say again going back to your, to your question community building really is about thinking about the needs of a community and a community is a type of product if you think about it and when i think about a product any kind of product right um the things that i think about is you know uh, good products are psychological monetary functional and social so psychological it makes people feel better right? Monetary, yes, it makes people money. Functional, it makes someone more competent, smarter, or effective. And social, it makes someone fit in better or feel like they've got, you know, people's, they have, people have their backs in some way. And so ArtsDAO, we, we kept that at the top of our minds when forming this community. It's not just about money, right? It's also about in real life, people meeting up, it's also about friends who now are you know close with each other after eight months of constant events and meetups together. We've also got like you know sports together. We did we had a yoga session a while back. We've had meditation together. You know these kinds of activities that are not just about the the financial the financial aspects. I think they really change the nature of the community, right? Into a a, a thing that isn't just obsessed about floor prices and things like that. Um, in building a community, and if, going back to some of the things that you also said, like, you know, some of the challenges, right? The biggest challenge with ArtsDAO that we faced was obviously we had to raise money from people, right? So to speak, right? When we were doing an NFT drop, people are minting your NFTs. Uh, that's a very challenging process. And for us, you know, our mint price was, you know, 0.49 ETH 
um, that that's a that's a medium kind of relatively high mint price. But the way we we pitched it was it's it had to be 0.49 because it was a sum of money going into the DAO. If it was a, a lot lower, then you wouldn't be putting much money into the DAO. We wanted to really bring people on who were comfortable putting money into the DAO so that the DAO would have these funds, right? And so that required a lot of sales, that required marketing on the socials, right? Like uh, Twitter marketing, we had to create a Discord as well. In doing these things, we contracted with people because we weren't experts at the time. In doing this, we contracted with agencies to help us do this, many of which were bad for us in many ways, right? We worked with someone, it, it turned out to be like a $9,000 charge for them to like grow our Twitter following and, and various other things that turned out they just got us a bunch of bots, right? Thankfully, we were able to get our money back because, you know, I, I was, I yelled at the guy for doing this and ruining our Twitter, but you know, I was happy got the money back, but we had to delete all those bot followers. It was a very painful process. We then had a similar kind of incident with Discord, where we hired someone else who we thought was far more legitimate, based in 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 you know in, in North America, and they also really did a poor job. So we realized that in the end, we have to do it ourselves, right? And how do we do that? Again, it came down to day to day in the space, 24 hours nonstop. We were doing Twitter spaces all the time. We were answering DMs. We were throwing events. We were doing all kinds of things, doing AMAs. It was a very, very tiring process. Doing Twitter spaces every single day, except weekends, but every single day during the week from 7 p.m. Uh, UAE time to almost 9 p.m. was exhausting. But that was instrumental to building a community. So the community would come and listen to us speak and obviously see us as you know influential people who are capable of doing this. Obviously, that then attracts other people who then believe in what we're doing. And then over time, you do that so much that your Twitter account grows and it has an influence. Your personal profile grows. You, you start to build you know an audience, but also a community. And, and then that is the right formula with the right you know Discord strategy to then doing an NFT drop um, where you have confidence that it will be sold out, right? Um, a big part of also this part is also the, the security. There was a big part that I worried a lot about was you know, the smart contract has to be drafted very well because a failure in smart contract can result in various things. One, a hack happening because of, of a default in the in the in the drafting. Or two, I've seen this with, with one project where there was an error in the contract and the funds raised were locked in the smart contract, incapable of being withdrawn by the founders. It was a huge blunder, like massive blunder, which resulted in almost, I think, in excess of $10 million being lost. So this was this brought you know grave concerns for us and we you know we had the contract audited several times by several different people before i did the drop you know we were super like hyperventilating like okay are we ready for this you know are we going to sell out there were many times where i spent times just like on the floor worried that you know i didn't we didn't want to do a drop that didn't sell out because then that's eight months of work gone to the drain your reputation takes a hit right if you don't really do a good job they sort of think, well, you're not going to do well second time. It's not necessarily true, right? You can you can flop the first time, second time, and you know the third time works out. But we didn't we, we didn't have that amount of capital available, right? We, we we had raised some capital, by the way, to do this uh, from a private investor and from our own personal finances because doing the marketing, hiring people, we built a mm. team. 
you know, it's not free. The community doesn't offer these services to you for free, right? You have to bring this together. So we have we wanted to get this right on the first kind of you know drop. And yeah, the stress is there. Like I said, it summarized, you know, um, the failures, well, not failures, but the learning mistakes on, you know, working with, you know, so-called agencies, the truth that, you know, building a real organic following or community comes from hard work day to day, every single day, nonstop, you know, Twitter spaces, the engagement, the events, the parties, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it was a journey in every sense of the word. It's so interesting as well. Like I'm, I'm truly fascinated um, by it and and the story. And I, I think something you mentioned that I actually just want to touch on because I don't believe a lot of people really um, understand um, that you know, in order for you to get to um, you know, really you know, drop in the NFT, it does take capital investment it, t- it takes you know that part in terms of obviously raising the funds to get you um to get you to the point where you actually did the marketing and, and got you to the nft drop um how did you go about doing that so that people can truly understand if they want to you know do it themselves what do they really need to understand in order to you know replicate potential success you can't make money without some money. So capital was required. And um, ArtsDAO, there's two parts to ArtsDAO. There is the company, ArtsDAO, and there's the DAO, okay? The DAO, which is managed. The DAO is a type of intellectual property managed by ArtsDAO, but we have no um, decision-making power on how the DAO deploys its capital, right? That's determined by the Jedi Council and to an extent as well, the entire community, right? Um, us as ArtsDAO, the company, right? We obviously own the IP right to ArtsDAO, et cetera, and we raised money for that, right? And when I left checkout um, and I formed the, the, the ArtsDAO, the company with uh, Danosh, um, we had also raised approximately $250,000 from uh, a seed investor and um, also pooled capital from our savings to do this. And I would say $250,000 is generally how much I feel you might need for doing um, a drop successfully, especially if you're raising a significant sum of money, like 1 million plus, um, because you, you are required to hire, you can't do this yourself, you need to hire people, right? So we hired a social media kind of the way ArtsDAO is kind of put together now in the team is you have the product team, the design team, and I guess you have kind of um, kind of technology team. And so uh, any startup is usually a composition of three things, design, engineering, and product, right? So our product was the ArtsDAO uh, NFT drop, right? And then design, there's design around that with the art and various other things, content. And then you have technology, which is, you know, technology includes also things like Discord, but, you know, the smart contract drafting, all of those together come together to build a startup, right? And um, we had to plug in the right people and we didn't know how to do this, right? We were learning on the job. We figured it out. We looked at other DAOs. I studied a lot of other DAOs, like Fingerprints DAO. Um, I, I got to speak to Louise and I got a lot of influence from him. And actually the Jedi Council concept is kind of borrowed from him because that's how Fingerprints DAO kind of operates. And then, you know, Pleaser DAO, similar, 
Um, obviously, the, the one of the coolest DAOs out there is uh, Flamingo DAO in the US, where they have a very big portfolio. And we had a couple of members in our community who were members of Flamingo DAO that we were able to get kind of insights from. So gathering those insights plus um, you know, learning on the job, uh, we then were able to take the sum of money that we had and allocate them across, you know, the product team, the design team, the engineering to deliver the drop. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, it's very difficult to just bootstrap your way to um, uh, success in such a fast paced, um, you know, uh, space. It's so uh, Web3 is... Um, it's so quick, you know, so 100%. you kind of, you know, and the timing, I'm sure you guys were under pressure also to deliver value for your community, you know. That was the other thing. The, the thing that also worried us at the time was the timing in the sense that the longer we waited, the, 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 the sooner someone else could do this, right? Like we had created this community, but this community wasn't effectively token gated around us someone could just come in, duplicate the whole community potentially and build their own DAO around that. I mean, it probably would have been hard for someone else to do that, but still the risk remained, right? There was also the other thing about the, the, the bear market. At the time of our NFT drop, the bear market was beginning to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And we were lucky that we did the drop right before this huge decline that happened. <laughs> yeah. Because had we yeah. done that, had we just delayed one week, right, just one week, I have a feeling the NFT drop might not have been as, as successful as it was. So timing was incredibly important. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's actually, that's pretty remarkable um, how like the timing was literally within a week, it could have gone um, completely the opposite way. It's just like meant to be, you know, if I've ever, <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say meant to be. What I would yeah. say is there's a saying by someone I don't know who the quote is, but luck is a result of thousands of macro miniature yeah. pieces. So people say, "Oh, you're lucky," but actually, you are lucky because so many macro little decisions or actions have happened that led to you being in a position to capitalize on that luck. So we were lucky that we were in a position to do the NFT drop on that week, right? But, you know, had we maybe made other decisions, we may not have had that luck on that week and maybe would have been forced to have to delay a week, in which case we would have been screwed, right? For sure. But I mean, if you also think about the, the hours that you put in, you know, if you were walk, if you were working just normal hours, you wouldn't have had that, um, you know, um, that opportunity. So yeah. there's, as you said, you know, um, it's a lot of the the behind the scenes that yeah, 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 yeah. that 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 like. So um, there's a quote actually I wanted to share with you. Um, someone mentioned to me, if you want to um, see how some successful person is successful, look at how they spend their weekends, right? Mm. So I was, and our team was spending our weekends not going out for brunch, not, you know, surfing or, you know, I haven't traveled or done anything in almost a year, have, have had no holidays. It's not necessarily, a, what I'm not recommending this, but I will also say that we enjoyed it, right? What feels like work for somebody is play for someone else. I think that's a quote by Naval. 
And uh, it was in some sense play for us to be doing this. Like I enjoyed the Twitter spaces, no, no matter how long and exhausted I was after three hours of doing them from seven to 9 p.m. You know, I, I enjoyed reading about how a DAO operates on my weekend. I enjoyed spending, you know, minting Clonex at 2 a.m. with a bunch of other DAO members who were on Zoom with me. Just in terms of like uh, people um, who, you know, wanting to get started and are considering whether to go like create a, a whole DAO or can they kind of go the route of creating a like the WhatsApp, a WhatsApp group or like a Discord channel for to kind of start everything like you obviously started very, very organically is that something to consider and then allow it to kind of be steered into what type of organization is actually created the the number one way in my view is to create content so if i were to now tell you what is arts dow the company okay not the dow the dow is a collector's dow what is arts dow the company ArtsDAO is a media and internet publishing company that creates intellectual property in the form of NFTs. And actually, if, if you look at that definition, that is, in my view, how other NFT projects are can be seen as, as well. So the likes of Proof Collective, VFriends, even Yuga Labs, all of these companies raised between... 10 million to $450 million in venture capital, okay? What are they? They create content. The content leads to trust. Trust in the team or founder. After that trust is built, right, they're able to build one, a huge audience or a huge community as a result, right? They're able to issue content in the form of NFTs that become intellectual property, which then are bought because people, what are they doing when they do that? People are buying a share of the brand. They're buying a share of that content. So JPEGs like the, like the Board Ape Yacht Club or VFriends, or in the case of Proof Collective, or in the case of us, the Ethernal Gates, these are JPEGs. It's a type of content, right? Online content that's distributed. Um, you know, in, in, in our case, it's, it's, it's distinct from Instagram, which, is a place where you issue photos that cannot be sold. OpenSea and other decentralized kind of web free programs allow you to share photos that are able to be sold, right? Instead of getting likes, you earn Ethereum. So you share content that is purchased rather than sharing content for likes. That is a huge distinction between web two and web three, right? So content creation is the number one means of creating that. Because so that's what we did, right? We created a lot of content with our uh, personal brand on Twitter, with our you know ourselves on Instagram, our, we in the WhatsApp group and on Discord. We were also creating content, right? Writing things, speaking, recording. All of this is content leading overall into an, an a, a piece of uh, capital, equity capital, a trust capital that then can be um, can be leveraged to engineer and build a community, right? So the, my, my, my first point of kind of recommendation to anyone looking to do this is to start with building trust through content creation in some way and use that to then build skills in managing your 
community. So the difference, again, between an audience and a community is that an audience is just something where you're pushing content out to them and you don't really care too much about them, right? It's very Web2. The Web2 view is the influencer who creates a huge audience and he loves his large audience because he's able to sell them courses or he's able to do drop shipping with them, or he's able to sell, who knows, Lightroom presets for, to them, you know? And, 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 and he's just monetizing them, really. He's not asking them for feedback. He's not asking them what they might like. He's not throwing parties for them. He's not doing Twitter spaces with them to educate them. He's, all, he's just pushing things to them and saying, buy my stuff, right? Web3 is all, is all about creating content and then giving, when you have that audience, giving them value so that they want to hear from you, be part of what you're doing, buy a share of your equity in, in a way, right? And that's where the NFT drop becomes something that is an asset that's capable of being sold, if you catch my drift. It's interesting because it's a, you know, some people, they, they might feel they are, they're doing what they can to build, you know, um, a community and, um, and they're actually building an audience because they, they haven't had that mind shift change because it's a mind shift, you know, ultimately, you know, you step in from web two to web three, but I like the way you've obviously, um, you've summed it up. I think it gives um, our listeners a good, good insight into, you know, what they really need to think of in order to be successful going forward. And I think just, you know, on that, is there any resources or tools or framework that you can recommend people check out to really get started in terms of learning about, you know, how to be successful within Web3? Start to consume a lot of valuable content from the likes of influential folks like Seneca, right? Um, follow ArtsDAO. We share a lot of his material and Seneca is actually a member of ArtsDAO as well. Um, we share, I, I mean, I think what you should, you can also follow, I think is the likes of Loopify. Uh, there, there are various influencers, or I, I won't call them influencers, thought leaders in the space that the real knowledge is with them, right, on Twitter. That's the first thing. The second thing is buy your first NFT. For just 10 to 20, $30, don't buy it with the view that it's going to go up. Just buy it for the sake of learning. Buy your first NFT and understand how it works, the wallet system, get a ledger eventually, put your money, your, your assets in there and see, okay, that's how security works. Explore security. Then from there, upgrade slowly, begin to buy maybe more valuable NFTs because you feel that, you know what, you want to take, you know, if only with money that you're willing to risk, not, you know, NFTs are still a very high risk asset class, but begin to maybe sample some different types of NFTs. You may then begin to explore participating in a DAO. So beyond the likes of Arts DAO, there's the likes of GM DAO. There is, of course, you know, Fingerprints DAO. There is Mutant Cats DAO. There's various other DAOs that you can participate in and see what it's like to be in that kind of discord, what it's like to crowd decide a given decision, you know, buying and selling those things. Different DAOs do different things, right? There's some DAOs that don't even deal with NFTs. There's some DAOs that just deal with DeFi. Some DAOs that, I know a DAO that simply helps you figure out your holidays. You know, there's various different types of DAO arrangements out there that people are creating and, and testing. So it, what's great about the space is it's permissionless. No one, 
you don't need permission from a university to learn. Like to be a lawyer, for example, you need to go to law school. To be a doctor, you need to be a, you know go train to be a doctor. To build in Web three, it's permissionless. You can go out there and build and learn whatever you want. And everything that you want to build is now through no code. A lot of things are no code. You can build a very effective website using Notion. You can use Type Dream to also build a website that's Web three enabled. Um, you can learn Discord for free. Discord's free. Twitter is free. Right, um, various other resources like Uniswap, they're free. Uh, Snapshot, which is what's used to, to run a DAO, all free. So a lot of things are open source, free software. Ethereum, if you are, let's say, not a developer, but you want to learn a little bit about development, there's a lot of free courses on YouTube and you can go ahead and start building immediately on Ethereum. You, you know, it's not like Apple, which needs, you need to follow the OS guidelines to build on Apple or to build with Google. Ethereum's free and open source. So there's really no excuse to not, to, to, to not be able to do something in this space because there's so many free resources out there. And all it takes to get those free resources is just time commitment. Amazing. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads that, um, yeah, I think the, the audience will have to dive into um, and navigate the, the waters and their journey. What an incredible conversation, Anas. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And um, yeah, if you want to learn more about what we're doing, uh, feel free to follow me, Ananas BRB, on Instagram or Twitter. And you can also follow us, the ArtsDAO underscore podcast. On, uh, on on Instagram, on Twitter, at ArtsDAO. Uh, we share a lot of free resources with our community. When I say our community, I mean people who are also be not members. It's all there. And we'll, um, yeah, we'll have a link to all the show notes and, um, and resources shared, as obviously as well as the podcast and your channels and if you want to follow us. So, yeah, that's great, man. Until next time. But Thank I think that's, that's cool. Pleasure. 